Welcome to the On The Air podcast, a companion to On The Air magazine, a bi-monthly magazine from ARL for beginner to intermediate ham radio operators. I'm your host and the editor of On The Air magazine, Becky Schoenfeld, W1BXY. Every month, the On The Air podcast extends material found in On The Air magazine to help you learn about the many things that the ham radio hobby and service has to offer. The On The Air podcast is sponsored by ICOM for the love of ham radio. Welcome to the August 2023 episode. As part of ARL's designation of 2023 being the year of the volunteers, this year every issue of On The Air features an article about specific volunteer positions within the ARL field organization. In the July-August 2023 issue of On The Air, we focused mainly on volunteer positions um, who handle traffic, on-air traffic. But we also covered the section-level position of technical coordinator, also known as TC. Today, we're joined by Steve Simons, W1SMS, who is the technical coordinator for the Connecticut section. He is here to tell us a bit about what the technical coordinators do and how they can help you with ham-related questions and projects. Welcome, Steve. Good morning, uh, Becky, and thanks for including me in this podcast. Well, thanks for being here. So, Steve, how long have you been the technical coordinator, and how did you get involved in it in the first place? Well, I was originally appointed back in 2016, and at that time, Betsy Doan, K1EIC, was the Connecticut section manager, and she knew about my technical curiosities and interests, and then approached me if uh, asking if I were interested to participate. So the the TC is appointed by uh, the section manager. So uh, so I imagine that you had some discussions with Betsy, and uh, and came on board from there. I did definitely, um, and. Um, she knew about my technical curiosities um, and interests, and uh, she said, uh, I have a position for you. And uh, a lot of the people on the board I already knew from years of being here in Connecticut, as well as uh, attending a few meetings um, and seeing folks at ham fests and other uh, ham-related gatherings. What kinds of things were you interested in at the time? What kinds of things were you involved in that um, that seemed to make you a good fit for this position? Uh, are there are there certain types of things that uh, qualifications, activities, interests that make a person a particularly good candidate uh, for being a TC? Well. I believe that the position and the the appointment really is is best filled by a ham that is curious um, about all aspects technical of the hobby and uh, of course willing to uh, mentor and or assist others with problems uh, to solve and 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 willing to dive deeper and learn yourself sometimes because you get involved in things that maybe you're not an expert in but you have people at your fingertips that are. Um, also having a technical background uh, in industrial radio frequency power and antennas 
uh, sort of helped uh, uh, with my experience set. And as well, um, uh, background experience and years of being a ham since 1974 have definitely helped all the problem-solving parts of this uh, appoint appointment. How would you describe what you do as the technical coordinator? Are there things that you are required to do? Um, or is it more sort of you, you take it as it comes and, and whatever kinds of situations and questions arise? Or are there set things that you have to, to attend to? So uh, as this is a volunteer uh, appointment, um, sometimes you ask and sometimes you don't ask what, what exactly you're getting involved with. Uh, so shortly after I accepted the position, I reached out to a couple of local uh, technical coordinators in other states, um, and uh, I, you know, solicited their advice. Uh, what should I be doing? Uh, how best, in their experience, to uh, to assist? Um, both of them actually said I should start with uh, technical uh, subjects that I know and bring in others into my group that would help me expand uh, upon the knowledge base of, of the group itself. So you mentioned your group. Is that group, there's, there's a position that, uh, that reports to and supports the TC, the technical specialists, the TSs. So when you say your group, would that be the technical specialists uh, for the section? Yes, definitely. So they recommended that you get some technical specialists to help you out. Um, were there uh, were there ready candidates? Were there people that you instantly had in mind? Did you really have to go searching? What was that? How, how many do you have now? And what was the process like of finding those people? Well, a, a couple of things. Um, uh, first, uh, what I tried to do is understand again a little bit better about the position so i went to the awr website which mm -hmm. is a great resource um and uh, there there are there are two resources uh in my life one one is uh uh, my ham radio life. One is the uh, uh, the AWRL website. The other one is uh, uh, the uh, the handbook. I have a full collection of. This is the latest one, but I have yep. a full collection of handbooks. Lots of knowledge. Every ham should own one. End of story. Because I do refer to it uh, a lot, whether it's in uh, physical or or digital format. Um, and looking at the website, uh, the technical coordinator is uh, responsible to coordinate, organize, and conduct all technical activities within the section. And a technical coordinator must be an ARRL full member holding a novice license or higher uh, class. And uh, starting with that, I, I took a look around at, at various uh, members of clubs because obviously that's a great source um, of inspiration as well as uh, uh, of people. And uh, at the time, at this time, uh, uh, we're, we're a committee of one uh, because we're in a rebuilding process. However, 
in the past, I have had individuals that have uh, been uh, uh, highly technical in in different areas. Uh, in in some cases, it's been antennas. In some cases, it's been um, uh, computerized control of stations and other kinds of uh, uh, switching related to uh, to ham radio. What is the structure like? Do you when you have technical specialists, uh, do you talk to them regularly? Is, are there regular meetings um, as questions or, or matters come in that need the attention of the TC and the TS? Um, how does all that work? How do you stay in contact with each other? Well, um, regular uh, scheduled types of meetings are, are certainly good. These days, it's a whole lot easier uh, since uh, all the states are uh, larger. Some are larger than Connecticut, uh, and it's uh, it's difficult to get get in. So you can do it electronically, but every six months to 12 months is, is a good uh, uh, frequency of, of meetings. Um, and it all depends on the size of the organization, as well as uh, certainly uh, the problems that you're called upon to solve, which, which certainly brings up another point where uh, the technical coordinator, as well as uh, the section manager who the, the TC falls under needs to market the skills of, of their cabinet as well as uh, their appointees uh, to say to members at large uh, within the section, uh, hey, we're here to help. What can we help with? Uh, is, is it a, a technical problem? Is it a, um, a some other problem? So yes, uh, and in the past there have been uh, calls that have come in uh, for assistance on, on various topics. And as you said, marketing uh, this this service to the local hams, would that be um, maybe going around to, to club meetings to let folks know? Would that be going out in a section newsletter? All of the above. Yeah. Uh, certainly uh, um, person to person contact is good. Uh, hams are great, uh, sometimes behind a microphone and sometimes face-to-face. Uh, -face. And you make all of those kinds of relationships by attending ham fests, local club meetings, uh, as well as uh, one, of, one of the things which I'll get into a little bit further uh, is presenting technical papers at uh, local club meetings. Uh, that's a great a uh, great way to get the word out and to discuss a, a topic uh, that you're most interested in. And uh, in some cases, you even find the audience interested in it. What kinds of things uh, over the years have you found yourself helping out with? And, um, and is there a way that it breaks out into, uh, oh, this is something that I'm going to handle as the TC, or, or this is something that, that a technical specialist is going to handle? What kinds of things uh, get brought to you for uh, for help for resolution? In some cases, it's a uh, a technical problem. Uh, let's just say with an emergency uh, operations center, an EOC, and uh, the various EOCs around the state want to talk to each other uh, when the normal 
communications are down. And as many know, uh, Connecticut is filled up with lots of hills and valleys. And in a lot of cases, the, uh, uh, the EOC centers are in valleys. And in some cases, you can't count on uh, repeaters and, and, and other kinds of communication between the various stations. So in some cases, I have helped solve problems, how to be clever, uh, use my experience in terms of uh, helping with point-to-point -point communications and troubleshooting a problem. Why can't the other station hear me? Uh, so that that's been uh, uh, some of the uh, the problems. Some of the other problems, uh, which are unique to uh, most hams, are uh, interference to other services, such as uh, transmitting on your HF radio and perhaps interfering with your stereo system or a TV uh, or somebody else's equipment or in some cases, getting interfered by somebody else's piece of equipment, electrical noise interference, things like that. So there have been a number of cases that have come through where uh, we've had discussions and uh, a little bit of tutorial and uh, perhaps uh, a resolution. In uh, teaching hams, um, in, in resolving problems for for uh, say an EOC or an individual ham, um, is there an element of, of teaching that goes into it? Always. Um, sometimes uh, you have to be a good problem solver and understand what the problem is. Sometimes the problem is technical, sometimes the problem uh, is not technical. It's, uh, it's personnel. And uh, then you have to take a look and see, okay, how do we best solve this problem? So uh, as a TC, you have to be a jack of all trades a little bit um, and uh, call in others in, in some cases. And if it's technical, not one person knows all the technology. I have my specialties and certainly um, it's, it's good to have somebody on your team that has a different uh, ability or even if it's overlapping with your capability, a different uh, approach to solving a problem. Not, not all, not all uh, uh, solutions uh, work the same. Yeah, certainly, you know, maybe you get a fresh pair of eyes, a fresh perspective in there, somebody whose knowledge base is a little different and suddenly something that uh, was you know, sort of a roadblock, somebody knows just how to clear that because they, they're uh, coming into it fresh. Mm -hmm, definitely. Uh, in, uh, in the case of presenting papers to clubs, that's been my most favorite, actually, because you get up in front of uh, an audience. Uh, sometimes it's a club with uh, 10 or 15 folks. And in some cases, it's a regional conference, uh, up to 200, 250 people that are in attendance. Uh, some of the topics that we've covered are uh, antenna erection and tower safety, which is a big one. Uh, I have uh, a lot of experience uh, under my belt. Um, climbing towers, uh, installing antennas. Sometimes things don't go as planned, uh, but one needs to be safe these days. And uh, that's been a very well-received paper. 
one of the best papers that I've given, which is quite interesting, is on lightning protection. And uh, that one has actually been the highlight of most of the papers that I've given. And in one case at a, at a, a contest club, um, the paper was supposed to be about 45 minutes, ended up being an hour, and then uh, the Q&A afterwards uh, continued for sufficient time that it uh, had to go into uh, a, a different room um, to continue because we were at the end of the time. Uh, so you you know with those kinds of papers, you you hit a chord, you, you struck something that people have an interest in. So th those are the funner parts of being a TC. Um, with the papers, I was wondering, are they, uh, do you put those together based on um, situations that you've been in as a TC where you've solved a problem, or are the, are the presentations more um, informational and, and preemptive, sort of, you know, here's, here's an issue a lot of us face, here's um, how to do this right, or is it a combination of the two? I believe that uh, it, it's definitely a combination of the two because uh, part of presentation is to uh, understand the audience. In some cases, you present at a contest club, and uh, the, these, uh, this is an audience of experienced hams. Uh, that have a lot of big stations and uh, um, they're not necessarily interested in uh, um, the rudimentary aspects of how to get an antenna from that you built on the ground up at a, up to 150 feet in the air. They're more interested in how to keep it up there and experiences that you may have that uh, would help them going forward. Um, things like uh, uh, lightning protection. Uh, I've personally had my station hit twice, and uh, it's, yes, I have experience there. Uh, but it's important to back up what you have as far as uh, your personal experiences or experiences helping out others with the technical knowledge, a reference to pages in the uh, uh, the handbook, uh, pages of technical journals, or perhaps web pages. Um, there's a lot of great information out there on YouTube uh, and other uh, uh, digital uh, formats that you can uh, uh, call into play. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, where do I get parts for my project uh, and resources? And my industrial background in, in uh, manufacturing uh, brings me to lots of vendors that could help out. Uh, so it's, it's all a combination of, of uh, various things, experiences and, uh, and written, written knowledge that uh, uh, it's not plagiarized, it's always uh, 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 you know, uh, taken and uh, and presented properly with who uh, originally uh, wrote it, but uh, it fits in, and it's pieces of the puzzle that you have to present. Mm -hmm. And and in a lot of cases, uh, the way I like to present is interactive. So you stop, you listen, uh, see what somebody has to say, because you can always you can read people from the front, and uh, there's always a question waiting to come out. So it sounds like uh, there's a lot to this. Um, you know, you mentioned 
the EOC level, you mentioned the club and convention level, you mentioned the individual ham level. Um, so there are a lot of places where you enter into a situation and can, can be of service, can provide information. Um, how much time does this all take you, say in a week? Uh, how much time do you devote to TC duties? Well, on the average, I would say uh, an hour or two a week. But if you're out there giving papers, um, certainly travel time and uh, time doing it and uh, perhaps uh, a dinner prior to, that adds up with uh, with time. Uh, so it's it's not a lot. And again, it's as much as you want to give it. It's a, it's a volunteer uh, type of position. Uh, you could take it uh, extremely seriously, or you could take it uh, uh, as a hobby. And um, although a lot of a lot of us take our hobbies pretty seriously, so you know, it could be a couple hours. It could be more. Uh, depends on what you want to uh, devote to it. What do you personally enjoy about being a technical coordinator? What do you get out of it? Um, what what keeps you in this position? And also, do you have any um, any favorite uh, stories from serving as TC that about uh, issues that were particularly gratifying uh, to be part of in figuring out? I believe that uh, it's the give back uh, over the course of time. Uh, being licensed since 1974, my interests have always been technical. And there's always a challenge of um, how do I build that? How do I understand that? How do I fix that? How can I help others fix that? And then early on getting involved with, uh, with clubs, uh, there were uh, a lot of uh, uh, group build it uh, uh, kind of uh, situations that uh, that helped. Uh, today is taking all those years of experiences and certainly looking, uh, you know, and helping. And, and when you get a thank you, and my problem's been solved, or I got some uh, more insight into uh, how to solve the problem. Or I've learned something, uh, and again, that's a thank you. Um, and sometimes it doesn't come directly. Sometimes it comes uh, through channel, other channels. And uh, but you know you've helped, and uh, that's that's the biggest uh, the biggest part is, uh, is 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 being able to solve a problem. And uh, and we all have problems today. You know, it's uh, you're you know building a station, maintaining a station. Uh, and certainly uh, uh, interoperability with other stations. And, you know, like I said before, it's uh, most of it's technical, but sometimes it's uh, getting people together. Hey, you need to talk to this person. This is, this is a good resource, you know, and, and putting two people together. It's a little bit of salesmanship. And, and like you said, putting together the resources, um, the, you know, the ham community is... You know, that, that's where ham radio really exists, is out in the community. Um, and that's how the information's been passed down from generation to generation, is by folks sharing their expertise, sharing, you know, what they know. And uh, it sounds like 
you're very much involved with uh, keeping that information flowing. Yes, definitely. Um, <clears throat> and again, people have to know that you're out there. Your 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 team is out there. Uh, so it's important that at a minimum you get around maybe a, an insert into various club uh, newsletters. Your section manager is certainly the right person to do that because uh, they have a, a, a report that they submit that uh, includes a lot of various things. So the clubs in, in a state definitely need to know what their resource uh, capabilities are. In the July-August issue of On the Air, you mentioned that you were working on putting together a monthly meetup for hams who wanted hands-on assistant with assistance with projects. I was wondering where does that project stand? Uh, does, when does it look like that might get up and running? Well, <clears throat> that's an extremely timely question because the first one, the inaugural one, is on August 12th. Oh. And yes, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to start easy. Uh, this is going to be a build session for wire antennas. Mm -hmm. And it'll be at MyQTH and we'll have provisions for uh, testing the antenna, uh, some pulleys to pull it up into various trees. Mm -hmm. uh, we will build antennas. We will discuss the manufacturing or the construction techniques. And then we will move on to testing. I'm going to have some older test equipment and some really new test equipment that uh, a brand new, very inexpensive uh, VNA, which is a vector network analyzer. Mm -hmm. And I've been uh, really uh, looking forward to uh, allowing some of the club members uh, with, with this uh, new device. But um, it's going to be a little bit of a, a tech session on how to, you know, how, to you, how do you use the equipment to make sure that the antenna that you built works. Mm -hmm. So this, this will be a, a start. Uh, we have a approximately three hours to accomplish this and then uh, we'll light the barbecue up and have some burgers afterwards. That's the plan. That's great. Well, I'm glad to hear that's getting off the ground. I will make sure to circle back with you and find out how it went. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to uh, uh, some more complex uh, uh, projects, uh, maybe some bench projects here. Uh, and it, it, takes, it takes a little bit of um, motivation to get some of the the newer hams actually comfortable with a soldering iron. Uh, people do a lot of things with computers today and, and computers are great but you can't build an antenna by clicking a mouse. You actually have to uh, cut some wire and string it up and test it. So this will be more of the practical side of things and looking forward to it. Yeah, that's great. That really is what people need. Um, that's what we hear about it on the air, too. So uh, that's terrific. I wish you luck with that. Yes, thank you very much. Do you have any advice for the on-the-air audience who tend to be beginner hams um, on how to get help from their local technical coordinators and technical specialists? Um, I know that if they go to www.arl dot org slash sections um, members can click on their state find out who their technical coordinator is um, but from there what's the best way to reach out 
the local level at clubs, your local general purpose club is a great place to start. Uh, certainly reaching out to the league uh, and an, uh, an email uh, or a telephone call is, is, is a way to go. I guess these days, um, probably emails and texts are the best way to go because nobody answers phones anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, that that's uh, a good place to go. Uh, a question too is, is what is your interest? And in some cases you have hams, newly licensed hams that uh, now have time uh, because they're retired and maybe they had a career in technology. So maybe they don't need basic information. Maybe they need more advanced information. So you have a lot of specialty clubs. Uh, certainly you have contest clubs around the United States and around the world. Uh, and that is a great place uh, because the, the, the folks that are uh, in these clubs are certainly uh, very uh, uh, technically uh, capable. Um, and then there are other specialty clubs. Um, uh, I belong to a, a couple of weak signal VHF UHF clubs, and uh, these are are the guys that are uh, experimenting with above 50 megahertz, and in some case, uh, many gigahertz uh, uh, communications and building equipment. So, you you know you search out definitely search out the technical coordinator and the technical specialists, and and uh, the best way is uh, certainly to go to the uh, AWRL website, but uh, certainly through uh, the local clubs and regional clubs that uh, may have a specialty or general purpose version. That's the good place to start. So, yep, your local club hopefully is there for you. And, uh, and of course, ARL is, is there with information at ARL.org. There are lots of publications uh, from the League that are very, very relevant. Uh, some of the, uh, uh, the, t the technical guides and the how-tos, uh, as well as uh, lots of information that's published on the web. Uh, I always search and see what others are doing, uh, you know, both professionally and uh, in the ham radio world before I tackle a problem. Uh, and like everything else, you have to vet the information, you have to look at it um, and see how it's applicable to, uh, to your interest. All right, well, thanks very much, Steve. Um, we're uh, here with Steve Simons, W1 SMS, the technical coordinator for the Connecticut section. And uh, Steve, it's been a lot of good information. I thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Becky, and uh, thank, thank you, and uh, thanks to the League, and 7-3. Uh, okay, the On The Air podcast will be back in September, 73. Thank you.